Trailer Trash! This is Get In The Geek, this is Trailer Trash, Mitch talking you through the biggest trailers of the week with the expert that I call an Emma, uh, I'm going to call you in for help once again. Emma, how you doing? I'm good, thanks. I appreciate the expert title. But, yeah, uh, I'm just going to keep <laughs> dropping it in until you tell me not to do it, which I feel like I do every single time, and I just, I'm just i like, you know what, I'm just going to keep making her feel uncomfortable by putting a lot of pressure on her. But, uh... <laughs> oh man, I feel like I've given you a couple like uh, bad, uh, bad pieces of advice. And there's probably people out there that are like, fuck that guy. Like, <laughs> what? like, why did you tell us to buy Death Stranding? I don't know, man. <laughs> the, look, you know, we we still haven't even properly discussed it. I mean, I say that having uh, not played it, but you know me, I don't I don't play a lot of games. But um, you know, I keep seeing it for cheap, and I'm like, oh, is it game ever to tell me? But I mean, if you're yeah, if you're now nope. like reneging on that, right? I'll take it back. I'm not. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> We don't talk about that anymore. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. Well, uh, maybe I'll wait until I get it for like $8 in the PlayStation <laughs> yeah. store. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to play it, yeah, for sure. I mean, I've got a copy. I'll give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> You're that attached. Okay. Is, okay. Well, okay. Let's start the path to redemption. Is there anything gaming-wise that you have seen trails for recently since Death Stranding that maybe oh. you, it might make us feel a little bit better about? There are a couple things. I'm not going to I'm not gonna mention them yet because, <laughs> because I don't know enough about them. Uh, but maybe in the next one, I'll be like, yeah, here's a cool one. And maybe right. I'll get it right this time. All right, good. We aren't talking about games today, though. I know there's, uh, well, I mean, this the biggest trailer of, of what was last week uh, in Dune. There's another one that you saw well before me and actually sent it to me and said we need to talk about this, The Last Duel. And then yeah. there's another little horror film that I'm like, it probably would have otherwise passed under my radar, but... Uh, being a James Wan directed horror film, Malignant, I do actually yeah. want to talk about that one as well. But uh, I don't know. Do you want to kick us off with uh, the Last Jewel? Because uh, I, I've had my eye on this one for a while as well, being a Matt Damon, Ben Affleck project. But um, the yeah. trailer came out. I didn't watch it. You did, and was like, "Oh my god, I can't wait for it." There is only one question that matters. Do you swear on your life that what you say? Is true. So I had heard nothing about this at all until I saw the trailer drop, and uh, yeah, just kind of stumbled on it. Honestly, in the first, the first time I watched it, I picked up on Matt Damon, but I had no idea that that was Ben Affleck. Yeah, and I was like, after I watched it the second time, I was like, hold up, what the hell, <laughs> blonde Ben Affleck, blonde and goatee, what the hell? Um, but yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to this one. I was a massive kingdom of heaven fan from like high school i was like that weird history nerd that was just like the crusades are so cool <laughs> um, so uh yeah i was like big into like knights and i mean i still am let's be honest i'm still a nerd that's not changed <laughs> nothing um, wrong with that I, I feel like it's been yeah right it's been a minute since we've had a a medieval type movie like this especially i think on the grand scale even if not this particular movie i don't know what the scope of the actual film and the story will be but certainly like star power like yeah matt damon ben affleck adam driver who i'd forgotten was yeah. even in this and then yeah ridley scott who's a I mean, he's a busy guy because he's also got that house of gucci coming out at the end of the year and then you've yeah. got this and i don't feel like this was a, a delayed by covid movie i feel like they've just been working on this in the background and all of a sudden he's got these two giant film well you know two very yeah. i think films that are going to be in everyone's eyes so Jodie Comer as well, who's the obviously the. I was going to come into it saying, oh, she's the female lead because you know it's Affleck, it's Driver, and it's Damon. Who's going to get any other time to shine? But 
She's so much the focus of the trailer. And all I knew about her particular role leading into this, like the project was two knights or whatever, you know, they come back from wherever. One one gets accused of some kind of altercation, abuse, sexual or physical or otherwise, of his friend's wife. And I think back in the day too, Affleck, was not going to be playing the uh, the blonde goateed whatever he is. He was actually going to be Adam Driver's character, and then oh, they okay. yeah. I think I, I, someone will correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was going to be the two of them, and everyone was excited that finally, you know, so many what thirty whatever years, twenty whatever years after uh, you know Goodwill Hunting, we're finally going to get these two guys playing off each other in lead roles again. But for whatever reason, withdrew, uh, and Adam Driver got it. But I'm glad to see him still get in it. Although I feel with the uh, the blonde goatee sort of situation, <laughs> he's probably going to be playing a little bit more of a villain. That doesn't look like a yeah. hero to me. No, he's it's definitely not a hero type goatee. <laughs> <laughs> we do it being busy, like Ridley Scott. He's got that other film coming out. Jodie Comer as well, who I I'd forgotten was the female lead in this until watching the trailer. She's also in Free Guy. Now, obviously, that was supposed to come out last year, but. Within yeah. a couple of months, she's going to have this very serious, probably very Oscar-focused film in uh, The Last Duel, and then she's also going to be starring opposite Ryan Reynolds in this like action comedy. So <laughs> I'd say in six months, like everyone's known her from Killing Eve back in the day and whatever else, but I think she's going to be massive in about six months off the back of this. So um, yeah. yeah, if anything, it almost doesn't look like there is going to be, I mean, aside from her, I guess, it doesn't look like there's any other sort of good guys in a way like even Matt Damon you know there's this great line you do not believe me I am risking my life for you you are risking my life so you can save your pride like that's sort of painting him in a particular light like this is you know Mm. they're painting obviously the men at the time like it's just about power just about men and yep. which is also true, but it's just like it's hard to watch on screen because I guess you know you you're used to watching movies and and going oh well I need someone to root for and obviously you're you're rooting for her but if she's married to this guy you kind of want to by default uh, you know association you want him to be the good guy as well and yeah. oh, I don't know it, it, this looks like it's going to be I don't know if there's going to be much of a happy ending at the end of this no I mean I don't know if you've seen Kingdom of Heaven but like that's a similar kind of vibe that I got from it where it's just like there's no good guys everybody's kind of a little bit shit and yeah there's no happy ending it just ends the way it would because that's how life is actually can you do on the kingdom of heaven i honestly i have seen it but i have i honestly haven't seen it in since it came out so like what 2004 or something and i feel like there was so much focus on that because it was orlando bloom's first like big lead role you know, he'd obviously supported in Pirates. He'd been one of the cast in Lord of the Rings for three years. And all of a sudden, it's like, no, he's going to be the face of this Ridley fucking Scott movie, yeah. uh, this big epic. And because he wasn't, you know, Russell Crowe and Gladiator, everyone's like, nah, he's shit. The movie's shit, you know, and sort of panned it. And I think I went into that and I'm, you know, 18 years old and I'm like, yeah. believe everything that I hear. And I'm like, yeah, they said it's shit. So it is shit, obviously. And the director's yeah. cut exists, but I've never seen that. Have you seen both cuts? And is there much of a difference between the two? Uh, I don't think I've seen the director's cut, but, like, the original itself, I think, is, like, over two hours long. So yeah. I don't know what more would be in the director's cut. <laughs> he hasn't Snyder cut this thing. There's not, like... <laughs> oh, yeah. Four hours later. <laughs> yeah. So it, I, I think I'm more excited, too, just it being a Ridley Scott movie back to this. Like, everyone was excited when he went to... Um, 
job. What was the first movie? Prometheus. And it was like, oh my God, Ridley yeah. Scott's back to Alien. And it's like, well, Alien, you know, was in the late 70s. Like, yeah, it's good that that was a good movie and that he's back in that world. But then, you know, not everyone loved that. Very few people did. And then he made Alien Covenant. And it's like, oh, well, this is maybe better than Prometheus. But, you know, is this where he's going to be? Is he going to sort of be stuck in that sort of, you know, trying to get back to the glory days? And did he also do The Counselor? Was that him with... Oh, Javier Bardem and Michael Fassbender and Cameron Diaz, who had sex with a car at one point. I'm pretty sure that was his film, and that was so bad. And no it's kind. Of, oh yeah, I'd say do yourself a favor, but that might be my death stranding. It's like I don't <laughs> yeah. want to recommend it because I don't want you coming at me and going. I spent two and a half hours of my life watching a non sensical piece of madness yeah. that you owe me so um yeah i think i'm just excited to you know to see him get back to this style of film i don't remember yeah absolutely loving kingdom heaven i would love to rewatch it but it's definitely I, underrated yeah and I, even you saying that to me on, in a message the other day that you're getting those kind of vibes i'm like you know what I do need to just go, that, that's a recommendation enough. I need to go back and rewatch it. But like Ridley Scott, that sort of, you're not even ear, but style of movies. And I just think Gladiator. And I'm like, Gladiator is such a fucking amazing movie. So if it's half as good as that with this sort of cast and this sort of story, then it's got to be good. <laughs> yeah, hope. Yeah. Well, that one is October 14. So, well, you might save the big one uh, until last with June. So I might jump into a little bit of Malignant. This is September 9, so it's even closer than The Last Jewel. James Wan getting back to, you know, his, I'd say, horror roots. Uh, you know, he certainly seems to, he branches out and then he keeps coming back. You know, he's made his Aquamans, he's made his Fast and Furious movies, but, you know, he's he's famous for Saw, Insidious, The Conjuring, and he's got a bunch of other ones that are less known, but still we're putting him on the map. And, you know, just an Aussie kid done good, mate. So, um, <laughs> first of all, how do you go with horror movies are you are you a fan of you're a big movie fan of all genres but do you do you like horror movies look i try but i am i'm the biggest pussy you probably know oh I, really i struggled to get through that trailer <laughs> it's so shameful but i just i'm so, i'm such a scaredy cat of everything all right good to know because i know where you live and halloween's coming up and i'm buying oh, a God, no. mask, so great um yeah <laughs> I thought the same thing. Like visually, you get this, the the feel of it at the start. This is going to be a visually stunning film. Uh, you know, it in some respects it felt very same same to a bunch of horror movies that we get, whether it's the last couple of years or otherwise. But I don't know. There's just something about it that I'm like, well, if it's James Wan, it, it I don't think it's just going to be this cliche run-of-the-mill horror film yeah there's got to be something else to it and annabelle wallace too i really like her um the lead actress in it um peaky blinders i think she first sort of came onto my radar she's uh oh, she was in the first annabelle film the spin-off to the conjuring as well so yeah. i kind of don't feel like she would go back to this sort of style movie just for an easy paycheck where she could do a bunch of other sort of easy uh, movies i feel like it, it, the fact that it is james wan that maybe there is something else special about it but i gotta yeah. know you being a non-particular horror movie watcher did this feel same same to you or do you think that maybe you might give it a watch oh gee i don't know rick <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, i want to say that i would give it a try but uh, I can already feel the anxiety like building in me just at yeah. the thought of, of watching it. Like, the trailer was really well done, and it I watched it at work, and it scared the 
poop out of me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there was like um, some kind of cool effects that I saw through half closed fingers <laughs> with like kind of like a mirage type shimmery. I don't know. I guess it kind of almost like insidious vibes like from it. With mm. that like other world, other dimension kind of thing. Yeah, it's a strange sort of mix. Even I know we only see it for two, two and a half minutes for a trailer, but like at the start, it was, it was certainly more of, okay, other than the room sort of melting into a different, you know, room and, and yeah. the visual side of things, the, the idea that there was this killer and that she's having these visions and stuff, it seemed a little bit aside to our real world. Like she, you know, has some kind of psychic ability, but she's seeing these very real murders and we see this yeah. physical presence of this this seemingly person, you know, jumping through windows and sharpening blades, and it seemed like it was a bit of a, a murder mystery, who done it type thing, because she seems to know who this person might be. That's why they've got yeah. this connection. And then by the end of it, it's oh no, she's got this imaginary friend that she's had from. She, it's the devil, and that you know, it's this someone that's been with her potentially for whole whole life. So it's almost a mix of subgenres within this particular genre. So um, I don't know, maybe that's the special part about it is that it doesn't really follow any particular. The rules but um i think i struggled more with the with the first half of the film because the idea of a of a real person in a i don't know in an outfit like that yeah. with no face sharpening blades who just does bad things to be evil for no other particular reason with no motive and that's scary to me than you know a, an invisible ghost or something like that but yeah, you know yeah. if they can somehow merge the two and it kind of looks like they are I don't know, maybe that's why he goes back because right now he's James Wan, he's just started making Aquaman 2. So he's went from making these multi-million, $100 million blockbusters <laughs> to making this seemingly tiny little horror film. And I've got to think yeah. that there's a there's a reason why. Yeah, like a passion project type thing. Yeah, yeah, malignant. I might be there with you, I might not be there with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's time. The big one though, October twenty one. So it's the one the furthest away is Dune, 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 Dune. I have no idea, but uh, it's coming out. I checked our old uh, episodes of Trailer Trash, and we did speak about it. We've spoken about it several times uh, because this movie obviously was supposed to come out a long time ago. But uh, we got like, nearly a three minute look this time around. It was supposed to be at a big event. I actually got invited by Universal, who do the Warner Brothers distribution now in um, in Australia. And uh, they were having an event night where we were supposed to go red carpet in to watch like a behind-the-scenes little uh, look at the film. And then they were going to play the trailer as a worldwide premiere. And then it was going to be released online on YouTube or whatever, like two or three hours later. And yeah. I've never been to anything like that before, but I'm like, it, this must be big, you know? And I know June's this... Yeah, it would have been unreal, and then they end up cancelling it because of... I mean, we're lucky because we live in Brisbane, so our COVID protocols and restrictions and shit are nowhere near the level of certainly our southern states, but um, yeah. for that reason, they they cancelled it, so uh, I just had to watch it on you know YouTube like everybody else, so I can't complain about that, but um, it is a much bigger trailer, and I think I remember what we said last time around because I'm not a a June aficionado. I have no idea what's going on, the backstory, the yep. history, mythology or anything that the last trailer felt like maybe not designed, but just, you know, by accident was probably more aimed toward the people that knew what was going on. Whereas I feel this one is very much more for regular audiences and whether that's a bad thing because they're painting too much of what happens and how it happens in chronological order. I kind of don't care because 
I feel like this is going to be a three-hour epic film anyway, and so the idea of getting three minutes of bit pieces, I don't really give a shit. So I still feel like I don't really know what's going on other than just good guys, bad guys, genocide, stop it, you know, blah, blah, blah. There's kind of some little powers in there somewhere along the line, but space epic, yada, yada, yada. I think it looks really cool. Visually, it looks amazing. So it's probably sold me a little bit more. I don't know. Did this trailer do anything more for you than the last couple? Well, I'm already pretty hyped for it. So to see like three minutes worth of, of uh, footage was pretty cool. I, I'm not at all any kind of expert on the subject, but I do remember it from like my childhood. And um, yeah, even even having that small amount of like insight into what's meant to be happening, I still have no idea what's happening. It's just <laughs> it's um it's one of those films that's just the lore and stuff that's like if you look at the books, the books are like. I don't even know, oh, like monstrous. so thick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be good. I think. Yeah, <laughs> I like the face <laughs> you just pulled. Like that's 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 kind of how I think how you have to feel about it in a way because it is such a monster of a movie. And while I don't know the history of it and what it, you know, how, I mean, I feel at one point they were going to be making two, and I think only until recently did I realize they're not actually making two back to back. They're they're just going to make this and obviously see what happens because yeah. It's still probably a very big risk. You've got all these great actors in it, either you know recognizable because they're you know blockbuster stars, or whether they're A-list talent and all that sort of stuff, somewhere in the middle. But then you got Denis Villeneuve, how you have you pronounce his name properly? You know, like made some great stuff. He made Blade Runner as a passion project as well, and that financially yeah. wasn't as big of a success as what probably the studio wanted. And then they've arguably giving him more money for this film, and it's like his name still carries a lot of weight, but. Um, there's a lot, you know, writing on this film, obviously. But then I look at, you know, someone like Oscar Isaac in particular because, you know, he had such a, maybe not a rough ride with Star Wars, but he certainly feels more done with that and his character yeah. didn't really get much to to do and, you know, a few yeah. of the actors feel that way. So for him to sign up to another space epic and one that Star Wars was partially inspired by, I kind of feel like, well, does he just want to work with that director or is this is this kind of the Star Wars movie that he wanted to make? Like as far as, uh, I don't know, the, the quality of it, not so much more the size or anything like that, but as certainly the, the care put into it uh, from a studio level and uh, and the quality of the script or, you know, yeah. the end product and, and the, the people that he gets to work with and what he gets to do, I guess, in particular for a character. So It's probably a bit more meat to the character. Like, I feel like his character in Star Wars was very just, like, surface-level, like, action hero, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and that's what I know. I love that about him in, in Force Awakens. I, I, I'm i like, oh, you're kind of like the Harrison Ford. You're the Han Solo of this particular trilogy. You're the, you know, the fly guy and the one with the sort of, you know, the quips at the same time being a serious sort of, you know, hero and all that. But, you know, as much as they tried to sort of change that in the second film, you know, by the end, it's like, oh, yeah, just we're kind of relying on what we did with him in the first one, except we're yeah. giving him less to do. And, yeah, I mean, I know he's he's obviously still not all the way unhappy with Disney because now he's going to be in a Marvel TV series that they're filming at the moment. So he's still getting that Disney money. So who knows, maybe he comes back to Star Wars one day. But, yeah, like he in particular, I think, just said, sends a good sign for me to to this is this is going to be something to watch other than just knowing about the the intellectual property being a, a monster thing i'm just really looking forward to like the entire cast and there was just like some moments in there that like i mean Tim- timothy chalamet and i'm not even pronouncing his name properly but i don't know that i've seen i might not have seen him in anything at this point 
I don't think I've watched anything, oh. any of his films, which is bad because he's like, oh, he's amazing. He's like the next Leo or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I probably should, you know, go and watch Call Me By Your Name or, or whatever. But okay. um, I haven't seen him in anything either until I watched The King on Netflix. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Great film. Watch that. Okay. If you want to see him in anything, watch that. How did that go? Just to take us back to the top of the the podcast, when you're looking for like medieval vibes and and to you know scratch that itch, how did how did the king go in that respect? I think the, what I like in like medieval films, whatever you want to call them, uh, is just like the reality of what life was like back then. And mm. the king does a really good job of showing like what actual battle was like back in the days. It wasn't this grand epic thing, and you weren't in shiny plate armor being like this epic night it was you were in a battlefield it was generally blood soaked ground you were scrabbling around and you were lucky if you made it through the day (laughs) so yeah that that kind of realism to to it is pretty cool and it has a lot of that i had one one bone to pick with the dune trailer yeah and that was all of like the epic cgi stuff that they'd done and then there's that one shot of timothy in the armor and the yes. face up, and he's just kind of like floating. And it's yeah, what the, f- uh, uh, what the uh, fuck is that? I don't know. <laughs> I was so disappointed. It was like we've we've seen Iron Man, we've seen bloody War Machine. It's been done. It's been perfected. Mm. Why are we now back to square one? Come on, guys. You're right, especially when it's like the the standout shot of the trailer because you know we're seeing flying ships, we're seeing. All kinds of shit. Like even the fighting where like I don't know if it's if they're practicing or it's actual battle because it seems like they're doing both in the in the trailer where as someone's being struck, they're sort of shimmering, you know, they're going in and out of they're phasing almost. And I'm like, I don't know yeah. what that is, but that looks great. You know, everything about this trailer visually looks absolutely stunning. The big worm sand creature looks real. You know, as much as we're allowed mm-hmm. to accept it. But you're yeah. right, like a physical human wearing armor. And it's like, well, okay, so it's not the lead actor. Why couldn't he do that shot? But then if you're going to do it, if you're going to commit to doing it in the trailer, we could have just assumed he's the only one wearing gold armor in the fucking yeah. thing. We would have known that's Timothy Chalamet. You, he's narrating it, right? And they include that. I'm like, oh. And then it's like June. And I'm like, no, don't make that your last that's shot. The last shot. <laughs> yeah. That was, and it, stuck, it sticks in your brain. You're just like, oh. You forget about all the cool stuff you've seen. It's just that last lingering shot. And, you know, usually I would say, you know what, this is a trailer. They work on these films until, like, it's a week away from release, blah, blah, blah. But this movie was supposed to come out. Now, okay, the trailer, this trailer might have been done eight months ago, 12 months ago, sure. But this film was supposed to... Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I, I would like to say that this should be finished, right? Like, everything should be as as clean and crisp as, as you're going to see it in the actual film so we might be stuck with that shot and hopefully we don't see it oh. hopefully we don't see two of them because <laughs> i didn't even oh. think that was timothy Chalamet. the first time no. i watched it, i'm like oh who's this new guy because that doesn't look like the the real human i've been looking at for the last three minutes we just pull a sonic and demand that they change it <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a really weird hashtag it's like we're just demanding no everything else is great just change everything his face perfect. Yeah. Is that one shot, please fix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you're right. If we can change Sonic, we can change Timothy Chalamet, for Christ's sake. You've still got time. What are we? October 21. We've got less than three months. Perfect yeah. the shot. Well, that's a nice wrap-up of those three. And in the week that we are recording this, there is a new trailer dropping for Ghostbusters Afterlife, which 
again, is another movie that should have come out a long time ago. I do actually think the one of the first uh, podcasts we did for Trailer Trash, we were supposed to talk about like six or seven trailers. We tried to bundle it all up. And only when I was editing, I was like, holy shit, we didn't talk about Ghostbusters. And it was like mm-hmm. arguably the biggest film we could have spoken about at the time. So we yeah. will talk about that on next week's episode. Uh, it has dropped this morning. I have not seen it yet. I don't know whether I even want to. There's a lot of trailers that have been coming out recently that I haven't rushed to see. I still haven't seen the the main trailer for Shang-Chi or Shang-Chi, however we're supposed to pronounce that. And you know me, I love my Marvel films, but I'm like, you know what? I don't care if I never if I don't see that. It's not a new yeah. trailer. We're not talking about it on the show, but I feel like Ghostbusters, I still need a little bit of convincing after that first trailer. It looks different. If it wasn't named Ghostbusters, I'd probably be really into it. But the fact that it is and it's tied to the Ivan yeah. Reitman movies, I'm like, oh, you need to sell me, guys. I think it's just time to move on. We need to stop remaking or you know, rebooting things. It's just, just make something new. Make something yeah. fresh. Which is what, you know, we're like, you know, the last jewel and Malignant. Maybe not June, but you know. Keep it interesting. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> You're right. I read an article this morning about uh, I think the guy, what's it, uh, De Bonaventura, the producer who uh, worked on um, Snake Eyes, new GI Joe movie, and he was being interviewed and talking about all of his other projects, and he had been working on or what was eventually going to be Die Hard Six, and it was yeah. going to be called McLean, and it was going to be like modern day Bruce Willis telling a story about when he was young and it was going to be a prequel to the first Die Hard and that it's officially dead. Once Fox was bought by Disney and now Disney owns Die Hard, it's it's done, it's dead. They might do something in the future, but this particular version is dead. And I'm like, oh, that sucks. I really want to see more Die Hard. And at the same time, I'm like, you know what? That last movie was terrible. And the movie before wasn't that great either. So we haven't had a good Die Hard film in 30 years. Um, yeah, and I'm like... Those I I love watching Die Hard one two and three. Um, yeah. I don't I don't need any more to make me love those ones more. But I hate seeing stuff like that end before it begins. But at the same time, you're right. It's like, do we need a Die Hard six? Do we need another Ghostbusters? And certainly, do we need it set in the other one? Is this just an apology for making another new Ghostbusters and not setting it in that world? And then no one liked it. Like, yeah. uh, I don't know. It's an expensive apo- What kind of women Ghostbusters? <laughs> I'm not touching that, okay? Uh, you, you're, you're trying to lead me blindfolded into a dark alley, and that is not, I am not following you because that's not the problem that I had with that film. <laughs> no, it had many, many other problems, let's be honest. Oh, anyway, we'll talk about that on, uh, on next week's show and, well, anything else big that comes out between now and then. You know what we should just start doing? Teasing the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer for next oh, yeah. week's show because everyone expects that that thing's going to come out tomorrow for the last like eight months so you know what let's do it next week we're talking about St- spider-man no way <laughs> home by the time we get around to the recording again it'll probably be out <laughs> don't say that this is all smoke and mirrors we're recording live and always have and always will it hasn't been eight months since our last episode how dare you <laughs> get into geek